Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Net Worth Podcast, where we talk all things WTA and handicapped at the WTA. I'm Noops, and joining me as always from sunny Sacramento. I assume it's sunny. What's the weather like, Spread? Oh, it's been so hot here. It's been over 100 the last three days. Last night, it didn't even get below 80 till about 11 p.m. Wow, that was yeah, that's, that's wild. I spent the week in Vegas where I think it was like 110 just about every single day, but yeah, it's a so dry you know heat from what I understand. Oh, yeah, it's and dry that, you, up here, too. And then you never really go outside anyway, so what do you think, Jorge? What's the weather in Toronto? Are you baking, too? Yeah, yeah, we're up uh, around 30 to 35 degrees uh, every day. Screw your American system. That sounds very cold. That's what I was going to say. Is it snowing? You can do the conversion, you buggers. No, I really can't. But it sounds terrible. No, it was 38 and a half uh, last Saturday. We were outside. We worked outside door to door four hours. It was, uh, I, I went through, I changed my, uh, my shirt's color that day. Let's put it that way. Jesus. You have yeah. to bring a backup next time. Yeah, no kidding. All right, let's jump quickly into the week that was. We had two tournaments, one in Latvia. Anastasia Sevastova takes the title in her home country in Jermala. I'm trying to think from an outright perspective spread. Who did you have here? I'm trying to remember if you had anybody, but I don't think I did. Uh, yeah, I took someone they lost. Who was it? They lost real soon. I think I was out in the first round, wasn't mm. I? It's possible. Let me, let me go back to it. I have the San Jose bracket up. Let me pull up last week's. And uh, talk to Jorge about it real quick, and I'll let you know who I ended up taking. Yeah, Jorge, what did you think of Sevastova's week? Um, you know, it's a, t a title's a title, I suppose. But uh, I'm not uh, enamored with that field. I thought that uh, it looked a lot like a 125K event. Um, I thought the emergence of Katarzyna Kawa, or Kawa, I guess, if she's Polish, was a... Uh, was pretty impressive. I mean, we've seen her do some damage at um, at ITF level this year, and I faded her a few times this week. Didn't work out for me, but it's good to see her make a make a run to a final and actually set away from from a WTA title. But I mean, Bara has not had the greatest year. Decent clay player, Yakupovic, Flink beat uh, the beat down of Potapova was impressive. Um, but three sets against Kava, like I don't know, like how how impressed can we be with Sevastova? She did what she was supposed to do. It seems like her classic tournament for her. She should go through, blow this field away. She kind of does for the most part. I think it's the, she's someone that we think of as supremely talented, but not really capable of putting it together. And if you, I think you are going to, at some point, make that step forward. This is a tournament you've got to win every match in two sets. Yeah, I think that, that will be the expectation there. I mean, especially if your toughest match is against Potapova, the youngster who's quite decent on clay has a title on clay at the end of last year and you beat her six four six two that was you know uh, how is every match not a cakewalk when the rest are against Bari Yakupovic Flink and Kava I mean Flink was a cakewalk but uh, I mean I'm seeing here on uh, tennisexplorer.com 1.23 1.12 1.13 and 1.22 as the favorite in uh, in four of the five matches and she really only lived up to uh, you know, one of those. I think she might have come close to covering against Barra. I guess probably about five and a half there, though. I, I think you, you you would have only got a push, and you probably would have had to pay juice to get that push at yeah, one point one three. So uh, she didn't really, you know, we can, you know, what's that adage they say in football? Good teams win games. Great teams cover the spread. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't. How many times she covered the spread this week? Once. 
Uh, let's see. Her, yeah, I would say probably twice. Twice Maybe out of three five. Times. She was two and three against uh, against the spread this week. Eh. Well, she, she probably covered against Flank, Bara, and then Potapova, but you're right. That's only about half no, the matches. I don't think that she covered against Bara here. I mean, I'm seeing 7662 with 1.13 on the odds. That's at least yeah, that's a probably right. Yeah, you're right. That's probably a push. Yeah, I'm seeing... Uh, it, the no, it ended at a juiced five and a half. So she okay. was two and three against the spread this, or two and three against the spread this week. Yeah. What do you think, spread anything, Dad? On the the Potapova match, that was the classic example. You know, we talk about the younger players not being able to deal with variety, and that was totally evident. It was pretty close in the first set, and you could just see Potapova kind of getting flustered. She didn't know what to do, and uh, once Sevastova figured that out, she just. You know, just kept giving her variety, kept giving her junk balls. Didn't ever let her get comfortable. Didn't let her get into a rhythm. So um, I I enjoyed that match, uh, the first set at least. And I, you know, it was obviously the case of you know, veteran and a mental win over you know just the pure talent that is Potapova. Anything else to add, guys, before we recap Palermo? Yeah, real quick, my uh, pulling it up, I remember my outright was Caroline Garcia. No wonder I forgot because she lost to Chloe Paquet in the second round. Wow. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> another rough outright week. Right. Let's, let's jump into Palermo, uh, where Jill Teichman. Is it Teichman, Jorge? Jill Bell and Teichman. There we go. It's so nice to have you around so I can say words like, I'm sorry, it's Lausanne? Lausanne. Lausanne. Lausanne, yeah. Lausanne, yeah. Why don't I want it to be French? Anyway. I think that's the French part of Switzerland. Uh, I'm pretty sure because it is a French name there, you see. That's right. Well, let's take a look at Teichman's clay season. She's been really great this year on the dirt. Uh, won her first event. It was a 25K, but a title's a title, like you said. Made the semifinals in her next event the following week. Won Prague um, over a pretty decent field, actually. Taking a look here. Machova's in there. Stritzova, Korsbach, Kuznetsova, although I think that was one of her first matches back. Alexandrova and even three other players in qualifying. Um, you know, made the quarterfinals in Lausanne and then wins the title here in Palermo. Uh, beating Kiki Burton's pretty, pretty, you know, solidly here. You look at 7-6, Burton's only gets three games in the tiebrook and then, and then 6-2 there in the second set. So what did you guys think of Teichman's week? I mean, she did fantastic. And remember we talked about Burton just being too low at plus 350? This is one of the scenarios that we were envisioning. Unfortunately, we weren't able to envision that it would be Teichman that would do it. But, um, you know, it just showed why that, that, that plus 350 wasn't necessary. Was, was she plus 350 or was she even less? Against Burton's? No, actually, she, no, to win the tournament, Burton's. She was oh, like yeah, plus she was less than that. Yeah, it was like plus 150. Yeah, wow. it just showed you why there was no value on that bet at all. Although, I'll tell you what, going into the finals, I thought she was going to do it. I thought that Teichman... I mean, I was really surprised, but um, she deserves all the credit, and let's see how she does when we come over to the States. What do you think of Palermo, Jorge? Anything, anything bad? Uh, no, I think, uh, I think uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with, uh, with Jill Dykeman. She, she's had a great clay season all around, um, and the last couple of weeks at international tournaments, this is where she really needs to... Uh, to use that kind of springboard to get uh, to get up and, and build her build her rank and and continue to develop and she's really doing it well she's moved from 25ks to 280s and you know hopefully we'll see her push next year at uh, at some man or some premier uh, 
Clay events. She'll definitely be a name that I have circled come Clay season next year. You know, just an incredible season for her and a name we'll have to remember next year. Let's jump into the week that's coming. We'll start with the tournament in San Jose, um, which I think, Jorge, you were nice enough to remind me beforehand, recently actually moved locations. Last year was the first year they played in San Jose. This tournament used to be played, I believe, at Stanford. But let's take a look at some past champions. Last year, uh, Mihaila Buzarnescu beat Maria Sakari. Madison Keys beat Coco Vandeweghe the year before. Joanna Conta beat Venus Williams year before that and Kerber beat Pliskova in 2015 so just to give you kind of a feel for some past winners but again last year is the first year in that new stadium looking at the betting favorites I've got bet 365 up here Svitolina is the favorite uh, followed by Azarenka then Sabalenka Anna Samova all of them at six to one or less and then we got a handful of double digits in there um, we'll start with the top half of the draw again some smaller events this week so we'll just go top half bottom half We've got Svitolina there as the one seed. Uh, the first-round matchup, Buzarnescu and Kasatkina should be a lot of fun. Alexandrova, Sakari in there as well. Anna Samova gets a bye as the four seed. That's pretty impressive for the young American. Um, and then Danielle Rose Collins coming back, playing, I think, tennis for the first time in a little while. We'll start with you, Spread. What do you think of the top half of the draw here? Who do you think comes out, and do you see any value? I... I think that Svitolina comes out, but I don't see a lot of value in her number. And I'll be interested to see how Collins does. If Collins was not, was, you know, coming in on a little more momentum and stuff, I would, I would be interested in, in, in some Collins here, but just because her form is going to be an unknown, I'm going to go ahead and stay away from that. Yeah, I was looking at Anna Samova, actually. I love the draw that she has here. You know, buying the first round, obviously. Then Pekovic, you know, someone she should be able to beat on these hard courts. And then maybe Collins, maybe Shuai Zhang, maybe Sai Sai Zhang. Who knows? Maybe even Heather Watson sitting there in the third round. Um, and then she gets to avoid Svitolina Sakari, you know, whoever comes out of there. Um, but her outright price, it's 6-1. to one. I guess that's about right. I was hoping for maybe 8-1, to one, something a little better than that. I'll bounce to you here, Jorge. What do you think of the top half? Do you see any value? Uh, no, you summed up my thoughts perfectly, so I'm not going to bore our listeners with repeating it. I think the exact same thing on Nisimova, her draw, but also on the price. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's the, the top half the top here is going to be really be great. great. So we'll have some fun matches, and we'll get into the first round in just a little bit. bit. But let's jump so in. So no one the- likes Collins at plus 2,500? No. I'm not even sure not she's going to win her first match. All right. I mean, I look at her whole path through, she might lose to Zhang, then she might lose to Zhang, then she probably loses to Anna Samova, and then you got the winner of Svitolina Sakari, so it's it's a murderer's row for her. I wonder if she does have a tougher one. I wonder then what the rolling price would be, because she'll be a, a decent dog uh, in the semis, likely in the final, uh, in the quarters, and she, right now she's minus 110. Um in the first round even. So I, I almost wonder if you can just multiply your way to, it depends on that size, size uh, Zhang price, I think ultimately. Um, I wonder what the rollover money line parlay would, would get you though. Yeah, I like that idea. If you're looking at Collins instead of the outright, try to do the rollover money line. Cause you're right. I think she's going to be a big dog to Anna Samova, a big dog to Svitolina Sakari, and then probably a dog to whoever comes out of the bottom half. Exactly. And she's, you know, a minus one ten in the first round. That's, that's really what you're looking for. If you're if you're gonna play a money line kind of rollover outright special, you can get minus one ten in the first round to do it. If you'd like her to win that match and and potentially make a run, um, you know you're you're getting a nice starting price to start your uh, your rollover off with. 
So there you go, spread. Maybe a money line rollover. Yeah, and then you can also bail out in the semis. <laughs> right. You don't have to worry about a hedging. Yep. Yeah. Let's jump to the bottom half. We got Vekic here, Azarenka, Tomljanovic, Mertens, uh, our favorite CSN, Jorge's favorite Venus Williams, Marie Buzkova, and my very favorite Arena. I'm really excited for hard court, not all this clay and grass and weird stuff. Sabalenka. Um, we'll start with you, Jorge, since uh, you were pretty quiet on the top half. What do you think of the bottom? You know, I'm not loving much on the outright markets in San Jose. I think Vekic intrigues me, but, you know, she could play Victoria Azarenka and then, you know, Mertens or Tomjanovic and then Sabalenka and then the top half. I, a lot of these numbers seem very low for the, the quality of the seeded players in this draw and the fact that with buys we've got what it's a 28 player draw and you know when you got a 28 player draw and you're a premier event you've got you know your seeds are all very good i would i'd like to see some some higher prices because some of these matches um you know 14 to 1 there's i cannot possibly see how a rollover is not better in her situation as well here um i love sabalenka's draw but her form is just not there first match her first turn back to hardcourt's you know if I'm going to bet on Sabalenka, I want to see a bit more from her in terms of form. And if I don't and she wins, okay. So I gave up a six to one to make sure that, you know, I get a week's worth of hardcore viewing in before I, uh, I jump on her at any point in the future. So it's, it's, it's not even that big of a loss if you pass on her. I think these, these prices are so depressed. It's, it's really odd to me. Um, and I'm not huge on the outright markets here. Yeah, I think the smaller field and the high level of difference between the good players and everybody else is driving a lot of that. But there was one number that stuck out to me, but I'll bounce to spread first and see if maybe he has it on his list. What do you like here in the bottom spread? Well, I'm going to guess that your number is uh, Mertens at 12 to 1. Is that it? Nope. Okay. Well, the one that I actually like out of here, and I hate to go chalky, but I really like uh, Azarenka here. Um She's got the tough draw with Vekic in the second round, but I just think that if she's playing well, this is just a great tournament for her. And if she's able to get past Vekic there, I like the way the rest of her half sets up. Before you go, Noops, um, I wanted to <laughs> go ahead. In there. Just a, uh, I will be on, and if uh, Vekic and Azarenka meet, and I get can get what the price I think I can get on uh, Vekic, I will be all over Donna Vekic in that second round account. What do you think you'll get, like, plus 200? I'm thinking between plus 150, plus 200, yeah. Yeah. I, I think that it's definitely has a chance because as a ranker, she'll blow away Tan. And not that Doi's very good at all, but if Vekic struggles, yeah, struggles at all, Azarenka has a little better name, and I'm going to be with Jorge. So, sorry, what were you going to do uh, outright-wise? Yeah, who's your, <laughs> so, who's your number now? I'm curious. The only one I had... Thirty-three to one, Tom Lianovic. She's got on in the first round. She's got Mertens, who's going to be coming off a bye, so she'll get Mertens on her first hard court match. That's really competitive. She gets as a ranker Vekic off what I assume is going to be a tough match, but it feels like I'm trying to talk myself into an outright because again, I'm kind of with you, Jorge. All these prices look just about right. You know, if it was forty to one, fifty to one, I'd be all over it. But thirty-three to one, okay, that's probably a fair. And, and see where I think that we're in simpatico here too is if I were to take one price out of all the names you mentioned, it would probably be Tomjanovic. These women all have what you can construe as a tough road outside of the Anisimova-Sabalenka buy and easy first match. Um, 
areas on the schedule, uh, or I'm sorry, on the drop. But I think that all the other women here that have numbers in the teens have just as tough of a path as Tomjanovic does. So I, I don't understand. If you're going to take anyone with a tough draw, you may as well take Isla. I mean, she'll be a huge favorite, likely wins easily first round. And then she's on equal footing with all the people with the buys. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. I, I'm not going to play anything, but I think that's if you're going to look for something, look for a longer price. And uh, Tom Yanovich has the talent to maybe have a couple upsets here. So I hope would you guys like agree that. that this is the toughest quarter? Yes. I think oh, absolutely. Is. By far, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, this yeah, is, again, the quarters, Vekic, Doy, Tan, Azarenka, Tom Lianovich, on and Mertens. So your second round, that group is going to be Vekic, Azarenka, Tom Lianovich, and Mertens. That's wild. Yeah. I think it also, that might also, with that loaded quarter, the second round matches of Vekic, Azarenka, Tom Lianovich, Mertens, and then potentially the quarterfinal being another long, tough one between two of those four women, is probably why you're seeing depressed prices on... Svitolina, Anisimova, and Sabalenka. One, they have one fewer match. Two, um, they're, they're not in that dreaded quarter. I think Sabalenka, really, if, if she can take care of business and get back on track, should make the final here. Uh, that's just what I was going to get into. I would love to take her at 6-1. to one. This is a cake draw. If she doesn't walk into the semifinals, she should be embarrassed. What happens if Venus Williams beat her? Will you hate Venus as much as I do? Um, no, I'll hate Arena Sabalenka probably as much as you hate <laughs> Venus Williams. I think that's where we go with that. Touche, touche. All right, any other thoughts here yeah, on San Jose? Quick, what do you guys think about Coco's return, Coco Vandeweghe? Should we expect anything from her, or are you guys going to be like me and put Buzkova to advance in your bracket? Oh, I've got Buzkova already. Yeah, I did too. Um, she, yeah, she's a talented hardcore player, and I never expect anything in the first week back, so... No expectations for me. Yeah, you got to wait and watch. watch. Yeah. Yep. All right. Let's, Let's jump into some first-round matchups. I've just got a few lines here. Uh, Suarez Navarro against Lynette. Lynette plus 125. I think I kind of like the dog there. Uh, Suarez Navarro's minus 175. What do you think, Spread? Uh, sounds about right, actually. I kind of like CSN here, but, you know, I kind of like overrate. It's funny how we have our own, like, little biases where I – underrate players like Teichman, and then I kind of overrate players like Suarez Navarro. So I will probably stay away knowing that is one of my biases, but the line seems about right. What do you think, Corey? Mm, I think the line's about right as well. I'm, I'm with spread here. I don't I don't see much value in Lynette, although you're seeing, what is it, plus 125? 125. Yeah, you can get plus 144 at Pinnacle. Um, it opened at plus 158. So money has come in on Lynette. Uh, I'm just looking at odds portal here. Yeah. Most of, Unibet plus 140, Pinnacle plus 144, Bet Hard plus 145, 1X Bet plus 137. So the market, that's a three. That looks like a 365 line most likely. That yeah, it just, is. Yeah, they they absolutely destroy their, you know, any margins. I don't think you can beat Bet 365 long term. I don't know if you can. It's tough. They're smart. Uh, they take they take a higher margin than almost anyone. But um, yeah, even plus 144, I. I I'm not sold that I'm going to bet it. Like yeah, I, I if I can find it. that plus 150, I'd probably do it. But you're, I think you guys are right at the 125 number. Yeah, even at 145, I'm not. I'm not all that tempted to to make a bet if there's other other plays that you can run with. Let's find something else. Zachary minus 200 against Alexandrova plus 150. 
I guess that feels about right. I might actually look at an over there. Let me see what the total looks like. But what do you think, Jorge? Yeah. Oh, I mean, there's. This is. I'm saying this. Wow, this makes for awful, awful podcasting audio, Jorge. But uh, <laughs> it's a lot of umming and awing with this with this field, both in the outright market and in the um, individual markets. A single Stupid match market. efficiency. Minus two hundred for Sunkley seems like it might be a little excessive, but plus one sixty for Alexandrova seems right. It looks like that is perfectly lined. Um, there's no, definitely no value on Sucre. I don't even see much on Alexandrova. It's a pass for me. Anything to add, Spread? Yeah, I'm going to pass on this match. Puskova opens up a favorite, minus 225 against Coco, plus 160. It sounds like we're going to pass on that. But, Spread, maybe you were thinking about the underdog? No, but I am interested in Coco Vandaway. I know that she gets a lot of hate on tennis Twitter, and nobody really likes her. But I've always actually kind of liked her game. Um... You know, she's out there. She can hit hard. You know, she's a power player. I tend to prefer power players. So I'm hoping that she comes back. I think it's good, you know, just like every sport. You know, you get your, your baby faces and your heels, and she's a great heel to get uh, tennis Twitter riled up. And, you know, if she's back, I think it's just a lot more fun. So I'm hoping that she does well, but I won't be betting on this. And to ask the most important question, does it take a lot of pressure off her now that she's not the most famous Coco? Oh. <laughs> you got to wonder if that plays in. Buzar Nescu, minus 125 against Kasatkina, minus 110. That means at real books, it's probably minus 110 each way. Um, I'm not sure if this is going to be fun or terrible. What do you think, Corey? Uh I don't think I'd bet this match with Spreads money. Aw, that's so mean. <laughs> What do you think, no, Spread? What do you li- to, to the players, not to Spread, right? Well, that's true. <laughs> like, well, it's not, it's not an insult to Spread. I'm saving him money. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, I kind of like Buzernesco here. Kasakina has not been playing well at all. I don't know what's going on um, from last year where she just seemed to be just so tough mentally. And just she really, last year, you know, was the epitome of like a fighter and mental toughness. And it's just all kind of falling apart for her this year. So. I would not be eager to get behind Kasakina, and I think in their current form and current mental stake, I like Boozer Nescu to win this match. So the total is 21 and a half. What do you think the odds are we see a three set under? Under. Oh my God. Read my mind. This has 6061, something written all over it. So be really careful, guys. Or I could honestly see 611661, and I'm not, and that would, it would hook. Am I doing the math right there? Seven yeah. Three? Yes. Yep. You get to twenty-one. Yeah. I'm being hooked on that. I to- these are the two women that would do it, one hundred percent. And we were talking earlier before we came on, before we move on to the next match, about Buzarnescu uh, having won this title last year. She's around the sixty rank right now, fifty-five to sixty. I think it's fifty-eight. I'm not sure exactly what the number. Yeah, fifty-eight. Uh, my gosh, uh, if she does not win this match. And really, if she, even if she loses the next one to Svitolina, I mean, gosh, is her uh, ranking going to plummet? She's 1-8 on hard courts this year. She is just in a nasty way. Luckily for her, I think this is a match very winnable because, you know, Dari Kasakin is in the same boat. But goodness, what a, it's going to be a dumpster fire. Let's jump forward. Donna Vekic minus 400 against Masaki Doi, plus 275. Either of you had any thoughts? I mean, Vekic on the spread. I'm not. Uh, I'm not big at Doi at all. This is this is a spread bet. Whichever way you see it, can Doi, you know, kind of exploit her movement with her side to side defensive play? 
Uh, if so, she might cover. I don't think she wins. That or Beckett's just blasts her off the court to in love. I think whichever angle you like, the spread is the play. I'm not sure. Um, I could see both scenarios happening. If Vekic isn't at the top of her game or, or, you know, having not hitting a lot of first serves, I could see Doi getting a few games on return um, by attacking second serves with angles. So I, I think this is a stay away for me. Yeah, I, I agree. I like Vekic minus the games here. Yeah, maybe even Vekic 2-0 as a parlay piece. Oh, there you go. But look at if you look at the if you look at the the difference, usually half games, um, and this is why we talk about key numbers uh, on other episodes because half games usually you can you know uh, if you use Pinnacle or books that have five different spreads um, that span two and a half games, you're looking at seven cents uh, per half game from minus four and a half to minus five on Pinnacle is twenty three cents. Wow. They are zoned and zoned in and sure it ends on a four or five um, in terms of the spread in this one six three six four six four six four you know seven five six four something like that. They think Doy keeps it close, uh, and if you're gonna play it, I would. If you're gonna play Vekic, I think you sell that half game for twenty three cents. I don't think there's ever a time in tennis or that much of a key number in tennis where not selling four and a half to five is the right move for twenty three cents on the dollar. Yeah, especially totally on the agree. women's side. Uh, Vekic beat Doi in Acapulco, 6-0, Yeah, there you in go. In February, so uh, I like Vekic minus the games here. And those are slower courts too, aren't they? Yeah. I'm, yeah. Not sure, I'm not sure how quick San Jose plays, but I know Acapulco doesn't play that quick. So San Jose's only been one year, and I'm going off memory, but if I remember, it was medium. It wasn't super right. quick like Cincinnati, but it wasn't slow like Miami or Indian Wells. So that's what I was thinking. I mean, yeah. I, speaking about Acapulco, I know that Sam Query's actually won there a couple times as a big server, yeah. but I'm pretty sure those courts don't play that quickly. And neither well, do Cabo in Mexico this week on the men's side. Is Acapulco at altitude, altitude though? though? I don't think so. It's on no, the beach, it's, isn't it? Mm, we can double check. I'm doing it right now. It's uh oh yeah it is. There you go. That's why. Okay. It's uh, yeah, 1700 I mean, meters, 5500 feet. I love your plan though. Take advantage and sell in the games. I'd go even further. Go to minus five and a half. Take minus six. I mean, if you can get a minus six, I, I can only imagine what the price is on that. She probably does win six four six two. All you need is a bagel or a breadstick, and you're golden. Yeah, these are as as you get higher up uh, in these numbers that you do see that big jump. Like it's another 16 cents. Uh, to five and a half, and then a further uh, thirty-four cents from five and a half to six. So, so what's the line for minus six? Plus one fifty-eight. I like that. And it opened plus one thirty-three. So, uh, mm. Doi, who is minus about I don't know one eighty-five, one eighty, whatever one point five seven is. Yeah. People apparently hammered that individual market, um, or another spread where the corresponding, you know, they've had to push all spreads down in corresponding corresponding manner. Uh, it's down to over minus 200 on plus six, but Vekic now you can, uh, you've added 25 cents of value from the opening line and you're at uh, almost plus 160. Yeah, I'll look and see if I can find that anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I got on five dimes, a minus five and a half is plus 130. Hey, there we go. Heather Watson, plus 120 against Sai Sai Zhang. Zhang minus 163. That feels about right. It's hard to figure out who's going to come out and play their best tennis. In my mind, these players are pretty even, but Zhang is a little more solid. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, I like Zhang here a lot, but I'm, trying, I'm looking at Watson's result right now. I'm thinking she played pretty well recently, didn't she? 
Uh, um, back in England. Not I that I can she, think of. She looked all right in England, uh, I think, is the... Well, not on the uh, red, red carpet. Key there. Uh, oh, yeah, never mind. I don't know what I was thinking. I'm pull, I pulled up her uh, results right now, and I'm seeing a ton of red. So. And um, if any of you didn't get that joke... Go to the WTA account, scroll all the way back to Wimbledon, and look for just some pictures from the, I guess that's the opening night players party. Uh, Miss Watson looked very interesting. Yeah. Um, by the way here, had we talked about this uh, in the in the about 40 seconds that Pinnacle had minus 112 open for Sai Sai, oh. yeah, that would have been oh. kind of hammer time. It dropped oh, yeah. 21 cents within the first minute that it opened, obviously... That's a mistake. Um, there's plenty of sharp tennis well, bettors on Sai Sai hasn't been playing that. that well lately either. Looking at, I'm looking up both right now. She, uh, Sai Sai hasn't won since May. But there is no value on... I'd stay away from this match. I don't even think... Yeah, it's the first time she's back on hardcourt since May, isn't it? Yeah, but I'd like to see a plus oh, 150 yeah. if you're betting Heather Watson anywhere at any time in any tournament on any surface. I, I'd like to see a plus 150. I, don't, I wouldn't bet her anything under that. She's just... You know, I, the implied probabilities have to be around, you know, or lower than a forty percent for me. All right, Jorge, can you explain to me why Madison Brangle is a favorite over Pekovic? Ah, uh, no, um, I think it's because Pekovic. <laughs> I, I tried explaining this to myself last night. Um, I came around to the fact that Brangle's so steady and she loves uh, chasing down balls and her, uh, you know, harassing or haranguing kind of these. Uh, erratic players and inconsistent players that's the best explanation i have do i still think pekovic should be favored hell yes um will i be betting pekovic uh, probably not i mean she got up to plus 120 at one point there i would have might have been interested she's since dropped 12 points at pinnacle 12 points 12 uh cents sorry not 12 percent um 12 cents uh down to plus 108 so there, it's probably a pass for me. But I, I am confused about the line. I just don't think Pekovic is reliable enough to throw a hammer down for wrong woman favored. Well, that was great use of harangue. What do you think, Spread? I like Bringle here. She's been back in the state. She's been playing the challengers and doing pretty well. So she has some hardcore experience. And, um, you know, Pekovic, I don't think, has played since Wimbledon. I like uh, Bringle here. I'll have to do some research into Pekovic playing in the United States. One of the things that sometimes I forget every year is that a lot of these Europeans and, and international players struggle playing in the United States because they're just not used to air conditioning. Um, and there should be plenty of that this next couple of weeks. We've got Shui Zhang against Daniel Collins. Again, I'm looking at minus 120 each way, which means at real books it's minus 110 each way. Spread, are you going to take Collins? No, we got to... We gotta stay away from this match. I don't do see think, any value, value here at all. Yeah, this may uh, be an under. I, you know what? I I don't like. I don't. Sorry, I don't dislike that angle. I, I like that angle. Um, I think yeah. If Collins is on, she could rampage through Shui Zhang, and if she's off, boy, you know, you could see uh, an ugly six three six three or three six three six uh, for Danielle. I looked at this match, and I have had this tab open since last night when I was doing a lot of my handicapping, and I couldn't bring myself to bet Danielle Collins. And usually if I leave a tab open and I look at it three times in the course of an hour and I don't bet it, I generally pass. <laughs> There's probably a good time to say pass if you're 
Still not convinced, so I'm going to pass on this one. But I think the value lies more with Collins than Zhang. Yeah, this might be another good spot to try to sell games here. Maybe instead of taking either one of the minus 10, look at what the minus 3 price is. Depending on who you like, right? Right. Yeah. Bethany Maddox-Sands is playing tennis. I thought she was just an announcer. I didn't realize she still played tennis. Spread, did you have any idea she was still playing tennis? Oh, yeah. I follow her account on Twitter. She's really funny. <laughs> well, that's good. How's the tennis been? Uh, she's pretty good at doubles. Well, that's something. What do you think, Jorge? Are you going to bet her against Venus Williams? I know you're thinking about. Good Lord, do I ever want to. Four to one. Plus four, four, four. Ooh, lucky fours. If I was superstitious and believed in that garbage. Um, Wait, you're not? And I am. I just, <laughs> I'm like OCD. I hate the number four. Like, I don't know why, with a passion. I can't do something four times. I've got to do it three or five. Um, so seeing plus four, 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 if I was, if I let that influence my betting, I'd probably stay away. I'm, I'm tempted to throw personal play in here. I'm not going to recommend it to um, listeners, but I'll probably throw like 10 bucks just out of principle. The fact that she can hit the ball, she can come to net, and if she comes to net, Venus is screwed. If she plays her service games and comes to net and just angles the hell out of Venus, who can't move, I think there's a path to victory here. Um, either Venus blows her out of the water or she wins outright. I wouldn't go near a spread necessarily unless you played Venus's spread. But I, I think there's definitely value to be had in a you know, plus 444 price. Spread, what did you think of that brief look into the mind of Jorge? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know about the fours, but uh, I got a quick question for you guys. Do you know when the last time that Bethany Maddox-Sands won a singles match at the WTA level? Last, last year. year. What? You, out which tournament? Do you remember? Or no, do you have I it don't. in front of me like I do? No, I don't. She, I'm trying she to think of one. She October last year? She hasn't won since the French Open of last year. Oh, my God. Oh, And both her matches were one on clay. Impressive last year. No, wait. I'm seeing two and five on clay. Where's the second match? Oh, Madrid. Look at that. She wins a qualies match in Madrid and then beats Johanna Larson. How the hell did she beat Johanna Larson on clay? Oof. Wow. Good for her. I, I still think there's, you know, she lost in three to Madison Keys on quick courts. And she won just as many games. She lost in three to Schmitkova. Um, Aga Radvansko is still playing. Is one another one of her losses. Sloane Stevens, seven five six four. She's... I mean, these aren't horrendous losses. Sure, there's a losing streak, and sure she hasn't played in a while. But plus four forty-four, damn it, put me down for ten dollars, maybe right. twenty, maybe I'll maybe I'll go twenty. Well, should like you a, put a multiple of four? A fraction, a fraction. Uh, Shouldn't it be four dollars and forty-four cents? No. <laughs> if anything, four dollars and forty-four cents. There it is. If anything, it would have to be forty-four forty-four. All right. Although I, I would have to stare at that bet slip and I would just hate myself. So. <laughs> All right. Anything else on San Jose, guys? Nope. No. All right. We've got another tournament in Washington. I believe it's called the City Open. Good that a bank is spending all this money on it. Um, 2018, Kuznetsova beat Donna Vekic. Ekaterina Makarova beat Julia Gorgeous the year before that. In a pretty hilarious group of names to see in the finals of a tournament, Yanina Wickmeyer beat Lauren Davis, and Sloane Stevens took the title over Pavla Yuchenkova in 2015. Looking at the favorite uh, the odds here, we've got Madison Keys and Sloane Stevens, 5-1, to one, tied atop at the odds. And we'll start in the top half of the draw where we see Stevens. We've got Pavla Yuchenkova at the bottom, uh, the tennis player formerly known as Camilla Georgie. 
kind of right up there somewhere. We'll see if she's interested in playing tennis this week. My new favorite, Sue Shea there, and um, Coco Goff, the now number one Coco in the entire world. What do you think, Jorge? I heard you chuckling there. Any thoughts on the top half? Um, well, first off, you made that point about banks, and I would love to know how many tennis tournaments are actually sponsored by banks worldwide. I think it's almost the majority of them. Um, but that's, well, doesn't Paribas just, just sponsor, sponsor everyone? everyone? Exactly. Um, that's a topic for another day. I love Sue Shea here, um, top half. Flipkins is a winnable match. Kracheva or Blinkova. Blinkova is a great young player, but a winnable match. Pavyachenkova hasn't looked good in a long, long time. Lin Zhu and Katie McNally. I think we talk about young players having trouble with the variety. That's, that, that might be tough for McNally to deal with. And then the semifinals. You know, who makes the semis here? Vickery sucks. Uh, I faded her today at plus 232 and was up a set and double break at 4-1. Um, and lost somehow with Destiny Ayava. So, you know, I love, I hate backing her. I never will take an outright on her. Diaz, uh, Yaffin and Lesia, one of them is out in the first round. Sloan Stevens, these are the types of tournaments she just doesn't show up for. Um, so I can't take an outright there. I mean, I look at this half and I think, like, I'm actually confident Sueche is, is in the final. Um, and at, at nine to one, I'll gladly take this price. Now I'm about to spread, but before I do, Jorge, can you see if you can find a price on Shea to win her quarter? Um, spread, what do you think of the top half? All right, my outright for this half. I like Yafan Wang. Um, I know she's got a tough draw with Sorenko and then most likely Goff or Diaz if she's playing really well. But uh, I just I think you're going to get consistent effort from her, and I think she's got the talent to do it, whereas I think some of the other talented players in this draw, you're not sure. Uh, Sloan Stevens, right? Um, so I like Yafan Wang to come out of this half. I can't believe neither of you picked Coco Goff. Come on. For the people. Actually, I can't I mean, even find her odds. Okay, Coco Yeah, she's a qualifier. The qualifiers haven't... Uh, Oh, it's okay. Yeah, so that's it why that's a pop tip. Yeah. I don't see her on here either. Not on. Um, I know, and it's hard to pick her. I mean, but she's one thing be kind I'd like her. to say about Goff is she's been doing well, but she hasn't necessarily defeated like a murderer's row. You know. Yeah, Venus sucks. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, start if, there. If you didn't already make that clear. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jorge, were you so, able to find a shade with the quarter price? No, quarter prices are not. Okay, that would be really interesting. I know that uh, people in the United States won't have that, but if we have any European listeners or Canadian listeners, that would be a great market to look at because if you could get plus anything, anything that's yeah. a great draw. Plus 100 Anyone like Blinkova here at the long odds? No. If she gets by Shea, that would be my second pick in the top half. She's 33 um, to 1 to win the whole thing. And I almost feel like if you... Yeah, if you take a small outright on each of those, I, I think you're you're looking decent. I'm seeing pl- uh, 25 to 1. I probably leave that at 365. I'm going to check what Unibet has for me. Pinnacle brought them down. I think they're, yeah, 33 to 1 at Unibet um, is a half-decent price. And Pinnacle, I think, took everything down because they're going to put everything back up with qualifiers. Now that the qualifiers are in place, I think they're going to uh, redo the prices. So, unfortunately for our taping... Our recording. I don't have access to their uh, Washington um, prices, but yeah, I I, I don't hate. Uh, I want to say Ribikina. I always confuse Blinkov and Ribikina. Always. Um, yeah, I, I I don't hate Blinkov at thirty three to one either. 
I think this conversation actually says more about the state of Pavel Yuchenkova. Yeah. It's, it's crazy that we're talking about two players that maybe a year or so ago Pavel Yuchenkova would definitely be favored over, but you can't be confident in her. Let's jump into the bottom half. We've got Sinia Kova there at the top, uh, Iga Swiatek. Jeannie Bouchard playing tennis again. I think this is the second week in a row for her. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> Sophia Kennan, Monica Puig, um, Kiki Maldenovich, and Madison Keys. All right, Jorge, how much money are you going to bet on Bouchard? <laughs> Hold on. Oh, I'm still laughing at that one. I can, I'll, never, I'll never not laugh at Jeannie. Um, I actually did not bet that match. I'm going to kick myself when Davis beats her like 3-2 and two coming off a good grass. Uh, court run. Yeah, I like um, Davis in that match. God damn, I want to bet that. I, but I'm not going to. Well, we'll get uh, into that a little more. What do you like from an outright perspective here in the bottom? That I think you have to go to the fourth quarter. Um, that third quarter's tough. Like, I, if I could have Kennan switch spots with Keys, I'd have Kennan uh, all day. I don't like anyone in the bottom half here, though, just because that third quarter, I think you've got uh, Stratek, you've got... Uh, Sophia Kennan, but Kennan could be pushed by Brady if she ha- has a good serving day. Uh, Sinyakova, who knows? She can win on any surface at any time against anyone if she's lo- locked in, dialed in, and playing well. Then you go to that fourth quarter. You know, Kalinskaya is young. Habino is not going deep. Kick is, prefers the clay. Puig is Monica Puig. Um, you know, I haven't seen Haley Baptiste play, but she's apparently a great young player. I'd l- I'm interested to see how she does against Keys. I think she'll be overpowered here, but I want to see her style. Um, and then Mladenovic Rogers. Like if the problem with that fourth quarter is that Keys and Mladenovic would play so soon. Uh, I wish that kind of they wouldn't play until the quarters or something. Uh, but I, I can't find anything to bet in this bottom half when I compare prices to kind of the path to victory for any of these women. What do you think, Spread? All right, guys, I haven't queued up, but I have not hit submit on my bet yet. Tell me why I shouldn't bet Swiatek at 18-1. to Because she might lose to Pagula or Siniakova in the second round. Yeah, she hasn't won in a while. Um, I did better in the first round individually. I'll get into that when we get to the singles matches. Yeah, I like that. But um, the problem is she hasn't won a match since Birmingham. I think she really tired herself out with, uh, you know, she's played a ton of tournaments this year where she's had to qualify, and there's been three qualifying rounds. Auckland, then the Aussie, and then she played Prague, which requires three qualifying rounds, and then she played Birmingham, which requires three qualifying rounds. And I think you're seeing her get to main draws a little more fatigued. Now she hasn't played since Wimbledon. She's taken a few weeks off. She didn't have to play qualies here, so I think that's there. But it's hard when she's on a three-match losing streak. You know, where she lost 6-love, 6-2, 6-love, 6 She's had one good set in her last six. And she's back on a different surface. Um, I think it's hard to, to better outright. It's just too much unknown there for me. Yeah, I'd want a better number. If you look at her last three matches, she's looking at probably Cannon, then maybe Keys or Puig or Miladinovic, and then whoever comes out of the top half. She's a dog in all three of those matches, I think. So I'd want maybe in like the 20-ish, 25-to-1 number, not quite 16-to-1, what I'm seeing. Is that what you have, Spread? 18-to-1 on 5 18-to-1, okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd hope for maybe 20 to even 25. 25 I could maybe get excited about. Yeah, the, yeah. for me, it's an odd outright week, eh, guys. For me, I've just got 
the one in Sue Shea across yeah, the board yeah. at both events. I like Shea at nine to one. I was looking at Cannon too. She seems like the most steady, consistent player of this group. I think she wins her quarter. And then you never know what you're going to get with Keys. It's not a grand slam, so we have no idea. If Swiatek can get past Siniakova, well, obviously Jabur as well, Siniakova or Pegula, I would love to see a Swiatek Cannon match in the third round from a fan's perspective. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. I actually like the uh, bottom half here once you get into the third and fourth rounds. Yeah. All right, anything to add from an outright perspective? We're ready to jump into some first-round matches. Let's do it. Yep. All right. Christina McHale, plus 125 against Pavly Yuchenkova, who is minus 175. That looks about right. What do you think, Spread? Um, yeah, that's about right. Yep, I agree. I had, uh, I had this conversation yesterday or the other day with a follower. I think uh, this is lined dead on. Next match, Schweitek, a small favorite. Well, minus 138, but that's pretty small against Ons Jabor, uh, plus 100. I'm trying to remember the last time we saw Ons Jabor play tennis, but she probably got hurt because that's all she really ever seems to do. What do you think, Jorge? Yeah, I got uh, Schweitek at uh, minus 125, which I believe is 1.8. I believe yep. that's how that conversion works. And I see it right now around the minus one. Uh, 32 or 131 no closer to 130 so 133 whatever 1.75 is yeah um, so I, I still think that price is decent uh, I think she can she's not going to be too bothered by Jabor's power and I think she'll hold serve uh, fairly consistently because one Jabor doesn't move that well uh, and two she's not a returner and three Sviatek's got a nice first serve so I actually do really like uh, the young pole here. She's taken a few weeks off, and she's coming, uh, you know, she's not having to come through qualifiers, which in her last few tournaments really seemed to kind of take the wind out of her sails. Uh, she hadn't really built up a, a ton of uh, a stamina uh, as of yet as a young player. What do you think, Spread? I love Sweet Attack here. Obviously, uh, you could tell by earlier that I'm pretty excited about her chances in this tournament. And uh, like Jorge said, she's not going to be bothered by Jabur's power. And I think this is going to be an excellent showcase for her. Totally agree. I like Swiatek a lot here. I'm going to find something to do with her. Yeah. Yoff and Wang plus 100 against Lesia Serenko. I like the dog here. What do you think, Spread? I like Yoff and Wang here. Yeah, plus 100. Yeah. Um, I really like the way that she performed earlier on the hard court. I think of all the uh, Chinese players that she has the most like natural talent. And uh, just like Sweet Attack, you know, I think this is time for the young players to step up and, and showcase their ability. And I think that Serenko, um, you know, nice, consistent style. Maybe she might have some variety to, uh, to frustrate Wang, you know, kind of like Sevastova does. But um, I like Wang in this match. Yeah, I do too. What do you think, Corey? Uh, I lean with you guys, but uh, I'm not going to bet it. Uh, I think this is a tight first-round match. I, I just, I, I think if there is a way to be on the right side here and a way to extract value, um, the expected value here is with Wang. Um, Wong. Damn it. Wong, I know. Damn it, you guys got it me. You I got me. Up. Man, Wong, how many Wong, weeks have we been doing Wong. this where I, you guys both say Wang and I won't give in and I finally got tripped up. But, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> I think you guys are right. I think you guys are right. Pronunciation aside, I think Wong is a great bet. 
Brady against Cannon. I'm seeing Brady plus 135, Cannon minus 185. Be a fun match between the younger American players. I think Cannon's the rightly favored. What do you think, Ray? Yeah, um, uh, like I said, I think if Kennan, uh can win this match, I think she could do a lot of damage in this tournament as a whole. Uh, for some reason, there's a nagging feeling that, you know, Brady's one of those women. I, I don't know if you guys saw our deal post this week uh, about the, there's those players you're just always on the wrong side of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the men, it's Elias Emer for me, and for the women, it's Jennifer Brady. I rarely back her. I think I backed her twice, and I'm either 1-1 one one or 0-2. Oh and, and then I think I faded her four times. Thanks a lot, Carol Garcia. And I think I'm 0-4. <laughs> oh so I, I, there's sometimes I look at myself and say I don't have a proper read on Brady. Maybe she's one of those players that, yeah, you know, as much as I love to watch and, and do tape study, I'm just off on. And um, I think this is lined right. So I'm pretty happy that I'm not getting suckered into fading her. <laughs> what do you think, Spread? Um, I'm not going to bet this match, but I did want to point out that the only time they've ever played was at the ITF here in Sacramento, California, and Sophia Kennan uh, defeated Jennifer Brady in 2017. Boom. Lock it up. Siniakova minus 150 against Pagula plus 110. Do you see any angles here, Spread? I like Siniakova to win, but I have the price. I think it's Pagula or no play. Or Pegula, I, agree. I agree. I think it is Pegula, actually. That Siniakova's price, it's kind of a silly concept that I generally hate people talking about, but, you know, the price dictates this or that. That looks like a sucker bet on Siniakova. What do you think, Corey? Trap lines? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. My weekly rant. Oh, I hate that. We, we've been waiting for it. We're uh, 49 the, the minutes in. Lines. We need a rant. Oh, I man. Be, I thought it was the few minutes inside this Jorge's is, brain, but here we go. This is so fixed, man. Vegas knew. Vegas knew. Shut up. No one knew the outcome of the match before it was played, you bozo. Maybe there was some... Maybe they found a tidbit on social media, or there was a wedding, or there was, uh, you know, an, uh, an injury that a lot of bettors missed and bet the price down when they shouldn't have. But good Lord, if you think there's such things as trap lines and fixed this and fixed that, and Vegas knows and you can't beat them because... They know they're magicians and freaking psych. What do you call those people? Psychics? Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so you're saying that the bookmakers don't have ESPN? No, I'm saying the book. I'm saying the bookmakers don't have like these magical powers. Is what I'm trying to say. Believe it or not. Wow. Well, any angle? Uh, that all that said. No. <laughs> what are you getting Pegula at? Like plus two what? Oh, I got plus 110. Oh, that's it? Yeah. You got to listen better. I I do, huh? That's how I start every match. I say the names and the price, and then I didn't make it up. The tone with which you said that. Perfect. That was perfection. Time to move forward. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Jeannie Bouchard, Instagram model, noted hanger-outer on beaches. 110 against, against Lauren Davis, Davis, who actually played some decent tennis, I think, the last time we saw her. Um, really tempted by Davis, Davis, Davis minus 150 here. What do you think, Spread? Minus 150. I like Davis at minus 150 here. Uh, she's, <laughs> you know, she doesn't have the same Instagram influence as Bouchard, but she does uh, play well, and she had a really good showing at Wimbledon. She's healthier than she's been in a while, and I think it's showing in her on-court performance. How about you, spread? 
I think you said you were leaning towards Davis, but out of your pride for the Maple Leaf, you were going to pass? You called me spread. He Did wanted I? to make up for Jesus, me not listening mess. to the lines. <laughs> Spread's not listening. Noobs doesn't know my name. What's going on tonight? I'm trying to remember what I said earlier. I totally botched like, at least three words at some point earlier. It's been a rough day. So you know, this, is what, this is what happens when you spend all week in Vegas. And you know what? This is how you know we're not an edited podcast, folks. Definitely. Whether that's professional or not, it's candid, whether you like it or not. Well, let's go to our Canadian correspondent, whoever that may be. I think you're passing on this match out of respect for your country. I'm passing on this match out of respect for my bankroll. <laughs> really? You don't like Davis here? I do. I just, uh, I, I don't like her enough. I will be fading next round if Bouchard somehow comes with a win. Last time I faded Jeannie, she actually won a match. Bouchard's, um, okay, so the last time you faded her must have been in February then because she hasn't won since then. Well, how many matches has she played since then? One, Any? Two, three, four, seven. Oh, okay, seven. Oh, that's right. That's I a had, lot more than I thought. Sorry, I had two and a half units on Corpatch, and somehow <laughs> Corpatch came back in that one. She was down and out at 2-6, love two, I think, so... Uh, never mind. I think Corbett won an ITF this week, too. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm not going to bet Lauren Davis here. I think Jeannie's power, if she can – I don't think Davis has the defense or the size. She's so small that it's going to be tough if Jeannie even has – only hits two or three really big balls. Um, it's going to be tough. You really need a good defender uh, or someone with reach um, to, to force three or four shots out of Jeannie where those errors come in. So I'm going to pass on this one. Madison Keys minus 550 over someone named Haley Baptiste. Jorge, I think you said you knew who that was? Yeah, very good young player. Go check out at tennis. I think that's tennis.com's Twitter at. They've done a few, either a few pieces or I've just seen the same piece tweeted out a few times on Haley Baptiste. Um, worth a look. Uh, she's a good young player. So, uh, you know, go check that out. And I, I think watch this match. It could be a blowout, but just watch to see how Baptiste plays. Uh, I don't think there's a bet in this, but, you know, we also love to watch tennis uh, as well as bet it. So, you know, you don't always have to bet every single match. But she's 19-6 uh, and six this year. She won, you know, a smaller ITF on hard courts, uh, 25K in uh, Sumter, wherever that is in your country. Um, she went to Pelham, I believe that's South Carolina. She won an ITF in Plantation, both on green clay. So, you know, she can move around surfaces and do well, and um, she's been really developing at the lower level. So I'm anxious to see how uh, the 17-year-old fares against Madison Keys. Anything to add, spread? Yeah, I'm pulling up the spread right now. It's always fun to hear spread talk about a spread. Yeah, I know. When I made my, I made my Twitter name, I never really thought about that. Um, it is ironic that you literally have never picked a spread. I know. Is that how irony works, Jorge? I think so. Oh, God. I, yeah. So what do you think about uh, Baptiste at plus five and a half? Nah. Nah, I, I just, I don't want to bet the match because I don't, I haven't watched enough of her and I think this is a great chance for me to be able to actually watch a match and see what she's made of and then I probably need another two or, uh, uh, two or three matches to really kind of round out. All right, that, you know, sounds, that sounds wise. An assessment, yeah. I guess. I mean, Keys is the kind of player who has no problem winning a set 6-0, 6-1, 6-2. And then you're pretty much dead. Yeah. Kiki Moldanovich, minus 175 against Shelby Rogers. Rogers, plus 125. Moldanovich looks like a decent parlay parlay piece. What do you think, Spread? Moldanovich hasn't been playing that well after doing really well, right? Uh, to yeah, start. cool down a little bit. 
Yeah, she has. Rogers is coming back from injury, right? Her first match back was uh, Charleston. Um, yeah, she's she's played off and on a little bit this season. Let me pull this up, but I don't think she's quite a hundred percent in that back off injury status. Yeah, played my okay. Yeah, Charleston, Bogota, then played a one hundred in Florida, Strasbourg, the French, Nottingham, made a run in Mallorca. Actually qualified and made it. Won two matches in Mallorca, and then Wimbledon, and this week. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to play this match, liking Mladenovic, just play the minus three at even money. I don't, I don't think you need to parlay something that's only minus one forty-five, minus one forty-seven, um, at least at Pinnacle. I mean, at other books, uh, she's a little bit lower, like three six-five, and uh, even one expat has her a bit down. But I'm seeing. A lot of British offshores, Will Hill in the States, um, have that minus 147 price. I'm not going to play it. I, I think I have, I think I not believe a little more in Rogers, but I think I have her as probably a step above where you guys have her at this moment. Um, but if you, if that's where you guys are at, I, I think you should just play Mladenovic as a single here. Yeah, that probably makes more sense. Lynn Zhu, Lynn Zhu plus 150 against Kat McNally, who's minus 200. I kind of like the dog here, but you got to wonder if maybe McNally can make her move and, and beat her. But lean and dog, what do you think, Corey? Uh, I would lean the dog here just because, again, I think some of these uh, Asian players with a lot of consistency, defensive ability, perhaps a slice, uh, can really frustrate younger players that can't hit through them. Um, and it's, well, there's a lot of those matches this week in the first round where it looks like either the power player is just going to wipe them out or they're going to get frustrated and have to play a real close match. And I think that this is one of them. So it's a dog or pass for me, and I'm going with the pass. What do you think, Spread? Yeah, I'm not going to play this match either. I'm too excited about my Lauren Davis match. <laughs> <laughs> Puig minus 225 against Kick. Kick plus 160. That feels about right. What do you think, Spread? All right, Kick. I'm trying to think when the last time I watched her play was. It was on clay, I haven't I'm seen sure. her play for a while. What do you think, Corey? Yeah, ask Corey. Uh, yeah, Kick is more of a, a clay player for me. Um, uh, I don't think I would really look to get involved in backing her on hard courts. And I don't like playing Monica Puig matches. She, you know. I max bet against her once on the money line with Shriatek, and I'll never forget this. It was love six first set. I was like, well, there goes that. Sure enough, 6-3, six, 6-3, three, six, three, easy going for Shriatek next two sets. That's just Monica. That's the essence of Monica Puig. I want nothing to do with her matches. Sloan yeah, Stevens. I was going to say, I think Puig's kind of like Kiki right. where she got the new coach, and we were all excited, but then her results yeah. kind of leveled off. Yeah. Sloan Stevens minus 275 against Rebecca Peterson. Peterson plus 200. It's probably impossible to bet Stevens or even bet against her in this match. What do you think, Spread? All right, I got a question for you guys. Who's harder to handicap, Stevens or Kyrgios? Kyrgios. Stevens. Kyrgios. I don't know. You can tell when Kyrgios is going to play well against some of the bigger guys. You know he's going to tank against anyone else. Stevens plays good or bad against anybody. Yeah, so uh, Stevens is almost on. But I handicap I mean, I a lot less men's tennis. She's not on my do net bet list, but she is on my rarely bet list. I, I don't like playing her until I've seen a couple matches in the tournament. Yeah, it's 
it's not good. I, you got to pass on this. Agreed. And for the last match, we've got Sue Shea against Kirsten Flipkins. And before we even get to the line, will this have the lowest average serve speed ever in the history of the WTA? <laughs> no. No, because Casa not in it. True. How do we get Casa Kina Shea? Oh, my God. Yeah. That would be incredible. All right. Shue Shea, minus 275. Kirsten Flipkins, who I've been kind of calling a tennis coach all year. Uh, it's interesting to see she's playing. Plus 200. Any angle from either of you? I'm going to let my outright ride. Spread. Uh, Shea beat uh, Flipkins. I won't say fairly easily, but she just beat her very recently at Wimbledon. And I don't see any reason why anything to suggest that the result be different this time. Totally agree. All right. Anything else before we wrap up? Yep. Uh, if anyone likes, you know, to make sure you tune in. I'm not sure if WTTV will have it. I haven't checked because uh, I'm lazy and I'm really, really busy at work right now. But uh, Carl's Ruha, there's a 125K event this week. We don't get outrights for it. And so many of those women are just unknowns or, or ITF 80K and 60K players that we don't really cover those on here. But uh, there is one this week if you want a third tournament to go out and look at. Which Ooh, one is that? Fun. It's called Karls Ruha. I think it's in Germany. I'm pulling it up right now. All right. That's a good tip. Thanks, Jorge. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Please make sure you follow us on Twitter at NetworthPod. We'd appreciate a rating, a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. And have a great week. Good luck in all your wagers.